This is the Third Act Podcast, shining a spotlight on individuals, charities, and small business owners suffering from illness, economic shutdown, or lack of support and funding. Meaningful conversations that generate compassion and financial support from listeners compelled to join us on this journey to improve the lives of others. I'm gonna dance with the stranger. I'm gonna enjoy your show. I'm gonna learn to forgive and really let it go. And most of all, I wanna shine a light on good and look to give back. And that's what I'll do with my third, third act. And now your host, Roger Steed. Thank you for joining us for a new and exciting podcast today that features someone special that I was introduced to by my friend, Sam Mazaraka, co-creator and founder of Building Beds for Kids with his wife, Becky. Sam was a fortunate recipient of an egging distribution or disbursement from the Good Eggs Foundation. The Good Eggs Foundation is a 501c3 and the brainchild and creation of Sandy Malls, stroke Siamataro, who is a teacher of high school students who always wanted to write books for younger children. She told me yesterday she remembers a favorable experience when she was in the third grade that never left her and motivated her to write books that would teach children virtues of community, service, and diversity. Sandy, a mother of two daughters and a son, with husband Mark is the executive director of Mercy Educational Project in Detroit. Sandy found the time after raising her kids to write some very clever books featuring good eggs that teach young children virtues of understanding, respect, forgiveness, gratitude, generosity, cooperation, acceptance, honesty, confidence, and manners. Sandy holds a Master's of Arts degree from the University of Detroit Mercy and has taught morality, ethics, and social justice courses at the at a private high school in Michigan for many years. Today, she is devoting a huge amount of her time to the Good Eggs Foundation and hopes to grow the audience of teachers and students who would benefit from teaching altruistic virtues to allow children to become and grow up to be good eggs. I am so pleased to introduce Sandy to the Third Act community and have the opportunity to share, to share her dream and efforts to help our children live a better life through her teaching and podcast. Sandy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time and thank you for helping educate our community so that we can help you in some way going forward. Thank you. Roger, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to speaking with you on this podcast. I've heard so many great things about it, and I'm honored to be your guest today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And again, thanks for coming on. I hinted in my introduction about your memory when you were in third grade. I thought it was a really interesting. And that led to the creation of this endeavor. If you would please share with our folks or our community the inspiration and how the concept was really created in your mind and how it has kind of grown to what it is today. One of my favorite things in elementary school, third grade, moved into the fourth grade as well, was writing stories with our spelling words. So every week our teacher would assign 
new spelling words and we'd have to create a story around it. I just loved doing that. And we would have to read the stories in front of the class and the kids would laugh and they'd usually love when I would get up and read the story. So I knew like that they were connecting with it. And that just always stayed with me. I've just always loved writing. English was my favorite subject. And as I grew, of course, you get grown up, life happens. But that feeling never left me of wanting to write. So once my kids were grown, I said, this is what I'm going to do. Now's my time. And I'm going to write a children's book. And I actually intended just to write one. And it actually morphed into three. That's great. And how did you come up with the names of the children that are very interesting in their own? I'll let you describe it. But the four friends that live and go to school together and learn virtues as they go along through their little school year. How'd you come up with that concept? I wanted the book to be a teachable book, something that taught about goodness. So I was throwing the word good around in my head and then I came up with good eggs. And then I thought, oh, great, I'm going to make the characters eggs. And as I developed them, I had three boys, three girls. They're non-people colors, right? They're pink and green and blue. And their names all have egg in them. So there's Gregory with two G's, Reggie, Meg with two G's, Peggy, Sigourney with two G's. And then there's Benedict has some issues and (laughs) Peggy has some issues too, but the friends all work together to try to help each other. And you wrote three books. And if you would just talk about the idea of the three books, because they're so different and they're very important, but just highlight that a little bit, please. Sure. So they do all connect. The first one shows them going back to school in September. So they go month to month and each month a different virtue is highlighted as they get into a childlike situation, right? Nothing real deep, but more something that elementary age kids can relate to. And it it explores 12 virtues. So that takes a year in their lives. And then from that book, the U- United Nations recognizes them that they won a recycling contest in one of the chapters and decides they're going to send them around a trip around the world for a study abroad program to learn about diversity. So that's how book two morphed into that. And they travel to 10 different countries and they learn language and customs and culture, and they develop relationships with other little eggs around the world. And at the end of that book, they learn that the world is really full of good eggs and that we all just want the same goodness and kindness and peace in our lives. From there, they come back home to their town of Elbumen is another little egg pun. And they develop a sense of community service. So they end up helping children and elders and they help animals and they go to a food bank and they put on a health program for their town. And they also realize the importance of nature. So all things that go into a community. So in book three, they also reference book two to the little eggs that they met around the world and talk to them. And those eggs also input the same service in their own communities around the world. So it all connects. You see them grow three years in their lives. I think that's great. And you say it's directed toward children between five and 12 years old. I'm so happy that you did the international piece. That makes so much sense because I think it probably can relate to maybe some of the older children, but just talk about the age spectrum. I think that's interesting. Every child has a different reading level. I've had first graders read the book, but then I've also had teachers read to the class or parents read with their children, or I've had fifth grade classes read the whole books on their own, the whole series on their own. So that's why I give that flux between five and 12, again, depending on if a parent's going to journey with the child through the book series, or if the child has a higher reading level or they're older, it's good for that age group. The interest I think is peaked 
in that age range. I think that's great. And I just wrote down, I know uh, talking to you and actually doing my sometimes weekly writing is not easy. It's not an easy skill, but you definitely have that. And you have a brilliant way of teaching the virtues that you're trying to express through your characters, a characters. And I love that. And importantly, I want to make this point, or if you can elaborate on this, you're using part of the proceeds from your book sales to help other organizations, programs, and families that need a little help in our community. Can you talk about that a little bit, please? Correct. So out of the Good Eggs book series came the Good Eggs Foundation. So I wanted to put the books into action and I wanted the books to help or the foundation to help kids since the books are for kids. So I try to seek out organizations that are serving children or families that may need help. Um, I do it month to month. So for that month, and I ask them what their need might be for that month. And I say, you've been ached. If we can help provide a need for them. So the proceeds from the books help to fund the foundation, which is very important. So we can continue our monthly eggings for those. Right. And before I ask you a little bit more about the egging sort of distribution or process, I did want our listeners to know that I will provide a link on the show notes and in my write-up after this call that will take uh, interested people or our community to Amazon to order books and you have them in different formats, Kindle, hardcover, paperback. So it's easy to, right. to hit the button from your website and go right into Amazon and pick up copies of the books if people are interested in either a family member or a school or a church or whatever their interest is. It's easy to find and easy to do. I've already done it myself and it's quite easy to access. So thank right. you. And we'll make sure that link is provided. And if they uh, look, Roger, they can also get a free chapter if they want to go on. Oh, the yeah, 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 right. If they'd rather read a free chapter first. So whatever. Yeah, either way. I'll just say this. There's a lot of great information on your website and we'll provide all the social media links and all the connections about obviously purchasing books. But there's also a book club I'll get into in a little bit, but there's also different formats that you're trying to educate both, I guess, donors and volunteers, as well as teachers and students. So. It's well-rounded and it has a lot of information. So I encourage everyone to take a peek, peek, peek at that and also spend some time with it because you have a lot of information to share. So I think mm -hmm. it's well done, very well done. I want to talk a little bit more about this egging process. I talk about the process of egging and what is the criteria that you use to select programs where you want to give back, so to speak. So how I do it, like I said, I do it monthly because that's how the books are written monthly, right. the chapters in the books. For example, I will, the month before, try to seek out different organizations that are helping kids. And sometimes summer is quite easy because there's a lot of summer camps. There's a lot of things that go on in the summer that I can ache, so to speak. But Christmas is easy too, because there's a lot of programs happening. Sure. But I tend to look and I'll get a bunch lined up. And for example, in June, I did Macomb Foster Closet and I called them and they said they were in need of baby monitors. So I said, you've been aged. And we provided them with 10 baby monitors for their foster parents. So that just depends. Each month is different with a different need. I've even had families seek me out that say, can you egg this family? They've fallen on some hard times. We had a mom who lost her job. She was a single mother. And was devastated. She had to take her daughter out of dance class because of money. And somebody had 
excuse me, written to me and said that. So we called her and we said, we'd really like to keep your daughter in dance and provide her dance classes. And she was just ecstatic. Oh, I'm sure that's she great. That's great. Was so happy she could keep dancing. So we provided that for a year and gosh, there's so many I've done over 30. We've done provided bedding for Habitat for Humanity. There was a family that was doing a new build and they were getting a new start and they needed some bedding for three of the kids' bedrooms. So I called the mom and she told me exactly what the kids liked. Like the boy liked video games. So we did all the bedding in the walls with video game decor. The little girl wanted hearts. So we did all that. And they were just jumping on their beds so excited, just seeing those smiles on their faces. I think that's great. And just for a moment, if you could just mention the uh, connection with the Ace Hardware Store and the building beds for kids, because that shows the beauty of the connection process for parties. So Brian Galemba from Shears Ace Hardware contacted me and he wanted to know if I had an idea. What he does is round up for three months. So he picks four charities a year and he does a roundup and he donates and gives back to his community. So he had told me he had just rounded up for Sam Mizoraka and he does building beds for kids. So I took that information and now I'm going to ache Sam in July with some bedding for the beds that he builds for kids coming out of homelessness or foster care as well. We've got some bed in a bag sheets and comforters and things like that for him to provide when he gives the beds. That's great. One aspect I like about it, and I don't know if that's a lot of forethought, but it really fits my desire as well to helping organizations and charities and even families that kind of what I call fall below the cracks of some of the bigger charities that we all know and love, but you're hitting on families that really have a critical need or you learn of a need that you can help fulfill or help them help a family with that. So I think that's awesome and it's fantastic. I want to move toward how the third act community can help your process. Can you give us some advice on how, if someone's interested, they want to get involved, they want to either volunteer or donate. How how should they go about that, please? There's a donate button on our website, thegoodeggs.org. So if they go there, they can definitely donate. We can always use donations for sure. We do have some volunteer opportunities through, we're a part of Share Detroit, where we have social media help that we could use. If people wanted to give back with some marketing expertise or social media help, we could always use that. We do have a Cannoli Festa coming up, and that's going to be toward the end of August. I still have to confirm those dates, but right now it's tentatively the the last weekend in August, 27th and 28th. And all you need to do there is buy cannolis because it's at Livonia Italian Bakery and they will give part of the proceeds to the good eggs. And I will be there signing books both those days as well. But once all that's firmed up, I will definitely share it with you, Roger, and then I'll put it on my website. Too. Absolutely. We'll get that out. Uh, but I guess you just led to the one of my other questions, and that was uh, through book sales. That's really key and important to providing the funding that you need to continue to grow your concept and also provide for these families, correct? And you go through correct. that? Correct. Yes. Book sales is the main way that we fund the foundation, whether it's through a book show or just people buying the books. Also, if anybody wanted to host a fundraiser where they wanted to do a book signing, whether it be at a library or a children's party or something like that, I'm always available for that too. So book sales are key to funding the foundation so we can continue the eggings for sure. Hey, 
Yeah, great. I wanted to move into your books are terrific. And obviously you already have a little bit of an audience from that, but you've also used creatively volunteers and key people that you create clever podcasts and YouTube videos with your egg characters right? in an animation format. Can you tell our community a little bit about that, please? Yeah, the animation I'm very excited about. So I have book one all animated. So I have, there's 12 chapters in book one. So there's 12 episodes that match the chapter and those are on our YouTube channel. And that was a huge undertaking, but I was able to find people that were really believed in the project as much as I did. And they really came through. I have a wonderful animator from Canada and he did all the animation. And then I found previous students. They are now at Michigan State. Actually, they're all graduated now this year that provided the voices for the characters. My brother as well did a lot of the mixing and the cleaning up of the sound voices because he has a studio in his home. So it's been a group effort on the animation, and I think they came out great. We wrote a theme song together. My cousin and her daughter actually sang it. So it's been a lot of fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun. (laughs) I listened to one, and I was amazed both at the quality of it and also the credits at the end. I think there are like 15 or more people that all chipped in with this. That chipped in, yes. I think it's it's awesome, but you're definitely onto something, and I wanted to just mention that you've had some wonderful compliments and comments from teachers and students that have used the podcast and also the books. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? And with that, how you would like this whole, I'll say, endeavor to grow in the future? Sure. Yes, I've received some wonderful feedback. I've had parents write me. I've had teachers write me. One mom told me, this was last Christmas, that she was speaking to one of her friends about buying something for a family. And her little son was with her and she didn't even think he was listening to her. And he pulled on her arm and he said, mama, that's just like the good when they were younger at Christmas. And I was like, oh, she had to write and tell me that. And I thought that was so kind for her to do that because that just made me feel very good that he made a connection, the little boy. And then I had a teacher, actually a fifth grade teacher, write to me and say that her fifth grade class wanted to mimic everything that the good eggs did in book three for surface. So they did it within their own community. They helped tutor children in their school. They put together welcome baskets for elders in their community center. They collected animal like leashes and food bowls and things for animals in a dog shelter and a dog and cat shelter. So they did everything in book three for their own community. And that's, I said, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want to happen for it to take an effect and be part of the children as they grow. So it just becomes naturally who they, that kindness, that, that empathy, that compassion for others. I think that's awesome. Or in my words, it's just, it hits the mark. And I love the whole virtue aspect of it, as well as the sense of service and community. I think it's awesome, the whole concept. So you do a great job with that. I did want to allow you, and you touched on it before, but allow you a little bit to express, I know you want to grow this. How would you, what sort of help? And maybe just do a connection or maybe passing on a name or an organization. How would you like our third act community to help you think about growing this concept and getting a larger audience and getting more impact from what you're providing? Sure. So any word out is very valuable. Hosting maybe some kind of fundraiser or thing where I could be signing books for kids would be really valuable. Anybody with marketing expertise that we can grow this larger 
to not just the Detroit area, but of course the whole country, perhaps the world with the diversity aspect of it. Like we said yesterday, we need, hey, anybody know Oprah? Because if that if that gets taken up, it could really be a really great thing. And really yeah, like a dream I have is too, like I told you yesterday how they have those Sesame Street live shows to do like Good Eggs Live yeah. uh, to little theaters or community groups. And I could be there like book touring and signing books for kids and selling books, which would intend in turn just feed the foundation better. And I could do bigger eggings. I would love to do a playground for an underserved school, like in a good eggs theme or right. bigger things as well. I get it. I get it. You're onto something big and I think you only need a couple of good connections and grow this thing in an awesome way. So I know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it happens. From that standpoint, we talked a little bit about some of the funding things you're thinking about with the Cannoli Festa and some other things, but I will certainly bring that to the attention of the community when we get closer to that. And right. obviously as we get into the holiday season, maybe some opportunities come up as well from that, but from the, I guess, from the standpoint of closing up, do you have any sort of 12 month or intermediate term sort of projects or goals that you'd like the foundation to reach or to accomplish? I'd like to really move into doing this full time. I love teaching. I totally love teaching, but I'm ready to move into this area of my life now. So I would really love to grow it, grow the foundation so that I could be able to do that as a salary type of thing so that I could still be working and working at this, making the living this way, giving back, selling books. So that would be, I guess that's probably more of a long-term goal, but maybe a short-term goal if, if everything starts to catch. Exactly. So that would be a dream of mine. I would like to do more fundraisers too. So if anyone has any ideas, I know we did a wine tasting before. We are supposed to be lined up to do a couple of book shows. Anything like that always brings in extra income too. And I saw you at one of the shared Detroit outings for the baseball game. So it was a, a pleasant surprise to meet you and your husband. It was. That was, that was I'm so glad you came up to me. I'm <laughs> talking to you soon. I had just looked at your website the day before, so it was just is easy to do that, make that connect. Yeah. But anyway, it was good to meet you personally, and lovely to have this uh, podcast with you today. And I hope that we can help and bring in a new audience to uh, your effort and get you a little bit of help on the donation side as well as anything else we can help you with going forward. But I would like to thank you so much for doing this again. I hope we can help you and I hope we can work together in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you, Roger. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Third Act Podcast. To find out more about who we are spotlighting, how to get involved, or find show notes on today's episode, go to wearethirdact.com. With my third